Okay, welcome to Wisdom Podcast, episode 8. This is the 8th episode of Wisdom Podcast. Tonight we're talking about science and uh, Christians and, uh, you know, how it should all go. We're gonna ha- we have some interesting guests here tonight. Interesting. Interesting, yes. Uh, we have uh, one extra guest that we... Uh, wasn't advertised on the title. So I'm going to introduce every single person who's in the podcast tonight and I'm going to ask them to tell them tell also the uh, education or whatever they have. So if they have a PhD or something, I don't want to say the wrong stuff, what they have PhD for, whatever letters they have, if they're a doctor or anything. So um, let's start with, from Estonia, we have Chris Alikas. Woo! Hi, hi everybody. This is Chris from Estonia. Uh, <laughs> uh, Education. I, I went to high school. I think <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's about it. I, I tried the university thing, but uh, I didn't get very far into this. Uh, so maybe we can move to the next person. <laughs> so uh, you know, some qualifications there. We have Looking Kina Alikas. Woo! Yay! Hi. Um, So I'm Chris's wife um, and uh, I have a PsyD in counseling psychology. Well, so that's some... It it means that she's a a doctor of uh, psychology, yeah. Uh, She needs a psychologist. She that stuff a little bit. Okay. Um, Let's move forward and we have Tom Gibbons, or shall we say Dr. Tom Gibbons? Hello, yes. Um, yeah, I have a PhD apparently in sociology. That means pretty hilarious dude. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, next off, we have Andy Bray. Oh, education. <laughs> I have a HGV license, Ooh. which is which means I can drive a big truck, which I got in the army. <laughs> no, I, I went to uh, just school, so nothing special. Which I feel great about right now, surrounded by these guys who are uh, very educated. <laughs> and to complete the rainbow, we have Martin Rudik. What's the laugh about? I don't know. I just laughed about rainbow. Yeah. Well, I'm self-educated. I've got uh, BBC, VHS, uh, CID, um, I've, I've, uh, Latin, um, heraldry, jousting, Latin... <laughs> So you've got a GCSE in art? Uh, yeah, C. <laughs> okay. That's um, why they invited me onto this wisdom podcast on science. Uh, <laughs> the interesting thing is uh, the qualifications of the world often doesn't matter in the wisdom of God. So it's going to be interesting um, one today. So um, let us pray <laughs> and then we're going to uh, jump into the topic. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you for tonight and for this uh, podcast. We thank you for all the people who are listening or listening to this live or listening to this back. Lord, we just pray that you would come and reveal your wisdom, Lord, and um, bless the people who are listening, Lord. Lord, we just pray that freedom would be here and and you would just, you know, bless everyone who's listening who, or who wants to ask questions in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So, if you're you know, tuning in now and you haven't been with us in the past few weeks, then basically how this works is um, 
we're going to talk about the topic which you can see on the title as well as answering live questions so if you have any questions you can pop them onto the live chat on youtube or facebook and then we can see your questions and that is if if you don't mind your name you know sean or we're going to say oh hi jack or hi someone who's going to ask the questions if you prefer your questions to be anonymous then send them on the email that you can see on the screen and then we'll know that your name will, will not be mentioned or your email won't be mentioned if you want to do that uh, we can see that salian is tuning in on facebook already and commenting there nice to see you sally <clears throat> so let's uh, tune into tonight's topic and uh, to hit it off first question what i have is uh, for for tom for example how do you find being a christian in a very high-end education cycle or what do you call it? It's a you know place in the university. How do you find being a Christian, where your job is being I don't know a scientist, but you believe in God as well? Is there any conflicts that you find in your job? Hmm, good question. Yeah, I suppose there are quite a lot of conflicts. Um, the main one being that most people around me are not Christians. You know, a lot of people are either atheists or just agnostic or you know don't care really. Um, I mean, I've I've had to defend my faith a couple of times since I've become a Christian. So, you know, probably when I first became a Christian 12 years ago, um, I quite liked doing that, you know. I quite liked um, telling people I was a Christian and I quite liked seeing what their response was and having a little debate with them um, until I had this one argument that didn't really go so well. <laughs> so then I stopped doing that, you know. Um, was that with Stu? That was with Stu, yeah, the <laughs> office. I realised he's got bigger arms than me. Um, but, no, I mean, to be honest, it's it's fairly good. I mean, I always tell the students and all the staff know that I'm a Christian and um, I, a lot of the staff there where I work um, knew me before I was a Christian as well. Um, so I think they've seen a, a difference in me, you know. Um, and, I mean... When people ask questions, it's it's good, you know. I think when people ask you, how did you become a Christian, as some of our students have done, it's a really good opportunity to just, just tell the truth and tell what God has done in my life because um, Stacey and I often say, you know, if we'd have carried on like we were without coming to faith in Jesus, would be absolute nightmare. We probably wouldn't, you know, we'd probably not be together even right now. Um but when it comes to like people asking questions about science, um, I often don't have much of an answer other than really just saying that um, I have faith and I, I also believe in, in science and I don't think there's like a big difference between them, like a big, like they're not polar opposites, you know. Um, I think that science can complement faith, you know, and... Um, I don't know if that answers your question, does it? No, no, no. What no. do you guys think? Did that answer the question? Yeah, just interesting hearing there, Tom, that you became a, a Christian during your journey. By then, were you already a, a prof? I'm, I'm, no, I um, got my PhD about 2012. So uh, <coughs> You were a Christian by then? Yeah, I was a Christian by then. I'd been a Christian <coughs> since uh, 2008. Yeah, what I was going to say was, do you think, how hard would it have been to get all the way through there as a Christian? Would you, would you have landed those jobs and been... 
accepted as much or not or what I would think I don't know I mean I, I certainly noticed that you know I lost quite a few friends when I became a Christian you know and um, when I was doing my PhD though I it really helped me to be able to pray because I mean Keener will tell you and other people will tell you that it's really hard study particularly towards the end when you have to get ready to like submit and then defend this piece of work in yeah, front of people I found that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it's just um, it was really I don't know how I'd have got through it to be honest without God I don't know if I'd have um, actually been able to complete it without being able to pray yeah you know so yeah I'd been a I've been a Christian about four years so I was a very new Christian by the time I'd completed that um but I do remember often, you know, praying through the night and, you know, really asking God for help and perseverance. And particularly before the last exam, you know, uh, we have to defend it in front of a couple of professors. Um, I was really seriously asking God for help then, you know, and I don't know how I would have mm. got through it without that, to be honest. Kina, what do you think? Did you find the same experience or was it any different to you? Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have been able to do it without God. I mean, I I started studying my my doctorate because I really felt like God said that that's what I was to do. Um, I don't think I even would have really got in to do the doctorate without God, really. Um, and the last bit, like Tom was talking about, um, I think... I started to rely on myself a little bit then and I actually failed my first defense of my thesis and um, had to redo it. And that last year um, of sort of redoing it, I really learned how to lean on God for those things, I think. And that it wasn't about sort of my wisdom or my understanding of something, but that it was sort of communicating God's wisdom in an academic way. <laughs> Yeah, and your uh, doctorate, the, the final piece was actually on a Christian topic. Wow. And um, the, um, the... And did they struggle were, with that? So how did that go, you know, because they weren't, they weren't very uh, Christian-friendly, were they really? <laughs> well, you have two examiners. So you have one examiner from the university where you're studying, and then you have one from somewhere else. And the um, uh, person from the university where I was studying, he knew I was a Christian, and when he found out I was a Christian, he started, not intentionally probably, but he treated me very differently. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't take my opinion as, as seriously on things. And he was very set against my thesis. Mm -hmm. um, but in the end, like, the, I think the external examiner, the person who comes in, sort of realized that, well, actually what she's done is all right and we can't say anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was hard work <laughs> it was definitely God <laughs> did, did you find Kina that there was um, like any struggles during the like learning and studying when you were learning your subject that you were like oh wait a second like the science is teaching you almost something different that the Bible says or, or something like that yeah well I mean psychology is a funny subject because in some ways psychologists are probably trying to fix things that they can't um not because they're not good. I mean, I think they're very talented psychologists who can understand what people are going through and see what the problems are. But um, that's all we can do, really, as humans. We can't actually fix 
somebody's hurt. Only mm. God can do that. Mm. Um, and I found in my last year of studying, I would become increasingly frustrated that I couldn't tell my clients, for example, actually, what you need is God. Um, yeah. Because that's yeah. the only thing that's actually going to answer the problem. Okay. Um, I've got like another question here, which is, so can science explain God away? So by through through science, can get someone just kind of disprove God? What do you guys think? Well, obviously not. <laughs> otherwise, uh, otherwise it would have by now. Hmm. I mean, didn't didn't the uh, didn't the science world say that um, that religion would be wiped out by the year two thousand and you know, after the Enlightenment, a lot of the uh, the scientists, social scientists, said that there'd be no religion by the year 2000. It would be all gone. Wow. Whereas it's more religious now than ever the world, you know. <clears throat> I think it's gone up 10% in the last 100 years. Yeah. 67% of people, I think it is, believed in God uh, 100 years ago and 77% of the world's population believe in God now. Yeah. Right. All, that's all the religions together and everything. So yeah. in terms of science disproving God, pff, really, <coughs> science has to prove itself yeah. if it starts to come yeah. against God. But I know it's popular, you know, for people to think that because you sort of, well, in Western Europe, in the West, you're taught that from infancy, aren't you, in mm -hmm. school? You know, it's you're taught that it's silly to believe in God, really, or that, you know, science is what we depend on. Mm. I mean, that's what you've been hearing through this COVID-19 stuff, isn't it? Yeah. From, from, not from every country, but from, England. certainly from Britain, you know. Yeah. Our, we are trusting in the top scientists. Mm. We're trusting in the national health, our systems that mm. come out of science and the bedrock of science and all yeah. that, which is uh, interesting because, yeah. you know, in my opinion, life doesn't work like that. You know, yeah. people need God. Yeah. And the vast majority of people on earth are reaching out to him and praying to him regularly. Yeah. So um, in one respect, it's almost like, you know, shouldn't scientists be looking at, you know, instead of wondering about religion and faith, shouldn't they wonder why the media and the movies are not, are not talking about God and faith where the vast majority of people actually believe. Yeah. It's interesting as well, because, like, <clears throat> obviously, loads of people just believe what, what people say, like what the scientists say and all these things, just because they've been brought up in school believing that, you know, the world's however billions of years old and, and all this kind of stuff. But the science, it's, it's just fiction, you know, it's just um, what people's, what these scientists think. It's a theory, it's a thought. It's not, it's not like some of these things aren't, aren't exactly 100% proven, you know? Yeah. And, um, I mean, there's that awesome, I was just reminded, you know, of that awesome uh, book and film as well, I think now, where this guy, you know, Lee Strobel, oh, he, yeah. he tries to set, good, he's though. an atheist, isn't he? And he, and he yeah. tries to... Um, he, the Case for Christ? Yeah, The Case for Christ yeah. by Lee Strobel. Yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah. it's a book and a film as well. Um, I haven't read the book, but I watched the film, and it's absolutely phenomenal. But mm. um, he tries, to, he's a proper atheist, you know, very, you know you know, just doesn't believe in God at all or very angry at God. I don't know, but, but then he tries to prove scientifically against the resurrection of Jesus, you know, and he really goes for it and uh, discovers scientifically if he's honest with himself and 
that, that there's, there's more evidence for the resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. than, than, than there's no evidence against it. That all the evidence, scientific evidence, points towards the resurrection of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ, yeah. that he was a man, that he came, that he lived and died and, and rose from the dead. Yeah. Scientifically, absolutely, it will, wipes the floor with, with it, you know, and he, and he, and he's, <laughs> he submits to God, you know, and gets saved. It's absolutely mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. So it does, you know, prove God it's, as well. It's interesting because if you if you go on Wikipedia and like Wikipedia, any of the um, Bible characters, you know, Moses or whatever, then often anything that's happened in the Bible is referenced as a story, a mystical yeah. um, figure or some kind of just made up thing. Yeah. Um, a legend. A legend, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Moses, a, a mystical figure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think Wikipedia is a myth, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's something we we steer all our students away from Wikipedia. Mm. Yeah, because it's so made up, you know, and so changeable. Yeah. But um, going back to what you're saying about the UK and how we've been putting our faith in science, you know, um, it's interesting. If you look at the US, the head of their National Institute of Health, like similar to our NHS, you know, is yeah. a Christian. Yeah. Francis Collins is a Christian guy, you know. He used to head up the Human Genome Project. And, um, you know, they wrote the code. They discovered the code, should I say, for, you know, DNA. They wrote it down as like a handbook. Yeah. And um, Hang on, wasn't that Jurassic Park? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was just interesting. And he talks about, you know, he's, he's a scientist, obviously, a very well-known, very well-qualified scientist. But he talks about uh, his faith in Jesus Christ as well, very openly and very clearly. And successive governments have, you know, because, you know, when a new government comes in in the US, they have to choose who they want as head of everything again. Yeah, uh, Similar in any country, I guess. But um, three or four presidents that have been have all chosen him, you know, and they've not all been necessarily big, strong believers yeah. But they've all chosen him because he speaks the truth. Yeah. This guy. And he's he's written books about faith and science and yeah. talked about how um his own personal faith. I think he came to faith when he was twenty eight. So he's not been brought up as a Christian. Mm. But um he just realized that there was too many sort of um obvious things that you could see in science to suggest there must be a designer, it must be a God, you know. Yeah. So he started to explore it and found out. <clears throat> but that, that is America, isn't it? Yeah, it is America. Which is vastly different mm. from Europe. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, you don't find many Christians head of anything in Europe, do you? Yeah. No. Government, because they don't get through. No. Yeah. Because like Keena experienced there in uni, yeah. and like you experienced once you started believing in God, yeah. But actually, you're not taken seriously. Yeah, that's true. Which is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, you have there to might be scientific it. facts for Jesus. There might yeah. be yeah. scientists <laughs> saying it, but in the popular culture, yeah, it's seen as silly, unscientific, yeah, and and uh, and and foolish to believe yeah. in God, in the supernatural, in miracles. Mm. Well, definitely in Christianity. Mm. I mean, you can believe in some supernatural stuff. You're right if you do your yoga and stretches and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, try and contact your, your granddad's second uncle. <laughs> but if you, if you go to church, there's yeah. something wrong with you. Yeah. You can't be taken seriously as a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. it's interesting if you, you look at the, the history of it all, you know. That hasn't always been the case in the UK, you know. 
Um, there are, have been a lot of Christian scientists, you know. Actually, the birth of modern science came from Christians, you know. Yeah, go on, Tom. Tell pe us. People like Isaac Newton and, um, you know, used to say that... Was he in our church? He was, yes. <laughs> he used okay. to say that, yeah... <laughs> It's obsessed with gravity or something. Yeah, a lot of yeah. apples. Yeah. Did, didn't we meet that that guy from you know Estonia in one of the meetings? <laughs> yeah, I think we did. Tom, keep going with the birth of of uh, of, um, of, of Chris Alicas. Of Chris Alicas. Yeah. yeah. But he, he used to. I mean, I read that he said there's there's a book of the natural, which is like science. Yeah. But then there's a book of the supernatural, and you need one needs the other. You know, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So he's talking about the Bible as the supernatural book that you need in order to make the other one about science make sense. Yeah. Um, because the you know people who say that there's some kind of disconnect between faith and science are not really thinking about it properly. Yeah. Because it's like barking up two different trees, really. You know, if you're trying to explain God using science, then you you can't. Yeah. And if you try to, you just can't because it's the wrong kind of question that you'd be asking. Mm -hmm. Science can ask the questions, you know, how much, when, how many, can just describe, you know, what's happened. Yeah. So evolution is describing, for example, what's happened. It's what saying there's a process. Happened. Yeah, what they think's happened. Yeah. And there's obviously, like, evidence for microevolution within a species, but not macroevolution between species. I like used to shop there, did you? Macro, yeah. <laughs> It's next to little macro just looking at a massive dinosaur burger from there. <laughs> yeah. So I mean that that's true because often the conflict what what people say is that you know when we talk about evolution then the Bible is probably the opposite of evolution or like the Bible doesn't say what what the science says about evolution and that's the big conflict often often. So Chris what do you say about uh, you know Christian science and creationists uh, and evolution? Like uh, how it is uh, sort of opposite or not? Yeah, anything? Um, well, <clears throat> I think um, so. just on the same lines as Tom was saying as well, is like to make 100% sense of this, you, you need God in the, in the mix. You need um, you. You can never get away from the question, like who started it all hmm. and why. And um, you know, I mean, I think personally, I've been sort of always interested in those type of uh, questions and and um, the sort of beauty beyond uh, cre cre in in uh, creation. Mm that sort of says, look, God has created this for a very specific purpose, you know, to show off who he is and um, to actually give us this opportunity for life. And, um, and I mean, I think that's very clear from the, if, if you want to see it in the science, you know, you can always see it. You can never get away from it. Um, you can never get away from that the whole universe is in such beautiful balance only for the purpose that there would be life. That's like so clear if you if you are a scientist and, and study all these things and know all of these things, mm -hmm. um, which obviously I am not and I can't like account for all of them, but 
um, the balance, you know, between um, electrons and protons and all of these things, if anything was off by just the tiniest fraction, mm. there wouldn't be life, that's for sure. Mm. And, mm. and anybody who actually looks into this with a sort of open heart or mind at least, um, mm. needs to ask this question, why and how, you know. Mm. And um, what they then try to do is like, um, if you don't want to believe in God, then you all, all, always need some sort of other possibility for this yeah. question mm. or this, uh, <coughs> this problem, this dilemma. Mm. You know, there's all these different theories um, that sort of have come through the ages and all try to get away from that um, that that problem that you know if it all had a beginning then what was before the beginning because how can nothing you know make all of this yeah mm. and then you need some theory uh, you know maybe it's you know there's different ones about the universe expanding and then contracting again and then it all starts again you know, um, you know, unlimited amount of times, then maybe eventually you will get one where there's life possible or, mm -hmm. you know, there's, you know, unlimited amount of uh, universes existing at the same time. And obviously we don't know about the others, <laughs> but in ours, it happened to be that everything was in such a beautiful balance. You know, like, I mean, you could keep, if you want to go down that road, you, you can keep going down that road forever mm. because you're not f willing to face the fact that uh, people have soul and uh, they have a spiritual need in them, you know. Um, and if you're not willing to face that, you can use science sort of as a, you know, excuse maybe, or let's find another theory, yeah. you know, because it can't be. Well, it, it ends up a religion, know? doesn't it? Yeah. It ends up another religion. Science, because there's faith involved in all of it, isn't there? Yeah. Because there's mystery and unanswered questions. So you're basically just deciding where you put your faith. Yeah. So if you, if, you, if you put your faith, I mean, the word science means knowledge, knowing, knowledge. So you're either putting your faith in human knowledge and the fact that humans will discover all that they need to know to save themselves in the end, or you're putting your faith in God. Um, I mean, I think they're, they're the only two options, actually. Yeah. I mean, when it boils down to that, there's different religions and you can have a different aspect of God, you know, in your mind, which might be right, might be wrong. But, you know, obviously as Christians, we believe in Jesus and the Bible. But I think if you, this thing about having such amazing confidence hmm. in man is, I mean, it's staggering to me when you see the mess that the world's in hmm. and the mess that man, you know, produces um, without God and with religion without God, hmm. um, it, it's just amazing that people still ramp up. Well, again, you know, in the West, in, in the, it's a minority hmm. actually, but hmm. it's a minority with a very big voice, as yeah. is usually the case with minorities, <laughs> of a massive voice. So you, 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 you think it's huge till you, till you have a look and it's actually microscopic. You know, hmm. the amount of atheists in the world is microscopic yeah. compared to everyone else. But, yeah. Hollywood and, you know, popular TV shows will make you think that everyone, no one believes in God. Mm. But, um, you know, it's to do with faith at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, mm. and, and, and people who believe in science have just as much faith as me. They just choose to put it in man mm. and in knowledge instead of in God. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Is anyone there? <laughs> Which is a question many scientists no. should be asking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was thinking about, uh, you know, do you think science is a hindrance? Um, or like when you're setting off in this journey of life, do you think science, as you're studying it in school, or as I was taught at least, becomes a hindrance in believing in God? Because it feels like I'm starting like a few steps yeah. back from Absolutely. the finish line, you know, yeah. I mean the starting line. Yeah. So, you, you know, I was in, in biology lessons, you know, and, and then listening to this and I'm thinking, I know this is wrong, but I have to like learn it, you know. Yeah. For example, learning that the the Bing Bang theory or whatever, mm. which they the big bag theory is that big bag <laughs> theory. I you said is the that bin, when you've got a bigger bag? Bin bag theory. You said bin bag. Bin bag theory. Yeah, it's obviously Estonian teaching. Oh yeah, the proper one. It still comes through the Soviet Union. You know what they were teaching. So big bin bag was quite big then. So when when yeah. studying about that, you know they they teach it as if this is the truth, and that's what they say. You know. Um, so then no wonder people if who haven't heard about Christianity oh, yeah. Yeah. they have they're like oh wait yeah. a second how how is there God possible you know yeah yeah and that's just already in them isn't it that's already yeah. in them because it's like with all these things it's like it's like a, if you think again if you like I step back a bit from it all and it's like a power and a principality isn't it you know the western world or the, you know a lot certain countries in the western world probably most of it educating from as as young as kids can be as they start to hear and speak they're getting pummeled by teachers who who tell them who are teaching them us from right when we were little that you know all these scientific things that are not true you know whatever it may be i'm sure you can think of many evolution mm -hmm. and you know however old the, the planet might be and there is no god and the you know the big bang theory or, or whatever you know all these things without god and you, you naturally grow up like subconsciously believing that because it's all you've ever known, you know. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, someone comes and says, Jesus, he wants to save you. Instant reaction is, what? Because <laughs> you, you you believe science deep in your core, mm -hmm. even yeah. if you don't realize it, you know. It's like a proper power and principality, you know, that we're being educated that way right from a little, and it's just ingrained, and you have to break out of something, see God, you know, fresh. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's massively perceptive. Yeah, like you say, like Larry it steps you, you start off back, you know, back, 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 don't yeah. you? Yeah, mm -hmm. it does. And it's like Tom's saying there, you know, the top scientists, they do talk about theories. Mm -hmm. They're talking about theories, mm -hmm. yeah. not facts. But yeah. the trouble is, yeah. in primary school, it's just a fact. Yeah. You know, it whittles down to just a fact. Mm. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're getting taught, um, I mean, if you get taught any religion, for instance, in primary school, you get you just get a smattering of the world religions mm -hmm. taught by teachers who don't believe in any of them necessarily. You just get nothing actually. Yeah. yeah. And, th and then, but you get this underlying <coughs> definite thing. Whatever's in the book. Yeah. The Earth is this old. The, the mm -hmm. you know, um, and uh, it 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 becomes fact mm -hmm. and is taught as fact and assumed as fact yeah. by the masses. Which is a massive danger because yeah. they're just talking about theories, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, it is all theories. I mean, the <coughs> the thing I was saying, mentioning about evolution is the you know microevolution within a species is kind of obvious. You know, you can see that, for example, horses have got a bit bigger over time. You know, over a long period of time, they've got bigger for various mm -hmm. reasons. You know, or 
there's certain animals so they. <laughs> they've got more intelligent even over time you know so but, yeah sorry keep going. But, but in terms of like you know when it gets to something that is massively taught in schools about you know human beings descended from apes yeah that's a big jump you know and yeah. it, that's the theoretical bit although looking at andy from here <laughs> yeah hey i'm hanging from the ceiling as we speak <laughs> but yeah i mean so that's that's a a massive jump isn't it you know to to say that between species there's like an evolution that's happened rather than just within one species and that's where the th- the theory lies i mean i remember at the university we have um we had a a guy whose job it was he was doing a big project to try and provide more evidence for the evolution of you know human beings from apes this was his job he was researching all different kinds of bones using 3d modeling and that's that was his job to try and try and find the evidence to support the theory but the problem is there is no conclusive evidence no. you know it's all theory yeah and the, but the theory is very powerful yeah and certainly like you're saying if that theory is taught as truth yeah. there's a th- there's a big power yeah. behind it i mean yeah it's still called evolution theory isn't it the theory of evolution I think. Yeah. it's I think, it's yeah. all this time it, it isn't like solution of evolution mm. it's it's a theory still yeah. it, it hasn't been proved has it no yeah but if our kids ever challenge it in school mm. they're always silenced by the yeah. teacher yeah. yeah shut up i'm trying to teach this <laughs> yeah you know, yeah they haven't got time to face it as a theory and they probably haven't because they're just in school yeah but nevertheless the lie runs on that it's yeah. total fact yeah, yeah definitely it's the science thing you know the uh it's it was a guy called max weber who talked about how science is taking over he was writing at the you know the beginning at the end of the 19th century beginning of the 20th century talked about the secularization of society yeah. and how science would just oh, yeah. take over <clears throat> and the world would lose its mystery and science would take over to the extent that we, we would have so many rules and regulations that we would be bound, he said, into an iron cage of rationality. Hmm. Yeah, so, and it's kind of happened. You can see it throughout history. Yeah. It's become... You know, over the last uh, certainly 50 years, if not 100 years, mm. things have become more secular, so more without God, with yeah. the absence of God. Mm. And there's become like a dominance of this science, science kind of scientific thinking that dominates everything. Mm. And so we look to science for all the answers now, you know, yeah. our society does. Mm. Don't even mention yeah. God. I mean, they don't even mention the possibility of God. No. I mean, when, when Boris Johnson was ill, near, uh, looked like he was pretty ill, you know. Yeah. But there was, he never mentioned God no at sense all. Of, no sense of, can you pray for me? Yeah, or, or would you pray for me? Yeah. yeah. Even though other politicians from other countries, like America, for example, are saying, we're praying for you, mm. you know. There's no sense of like, will you pray for me? No. It's like yeah. a complete <clears throat> denial. But and that's yeah. to do with socialization in schools and mm. over time, you know, just gets forgotten and pushed yeah. aside. And, yeah, because um, as a nation, we've let go of God, haven't we, really? As mm. a nation, we've let go of the Lord. And, uh, yeah, so what happens is you get handed over to stuff. Go on, Larry. Yeah, yeah no, I was going to say um, it was a bit far from the mic, but there's a big uh, good question come from Jack. Jack, and we're going to get to it in a moment. It's Yo, a good Jack. question. Um, Chris and Kina, we've... We've I haven't heard from you for a while. Do you have anything to add on this? Well, I was just thinking about what we were saying about school and what mm. you're taught in school and how evolution is taught. I remember really clearly, actually, 
when I was a kid being taught about evolution. Yeah. And I realize now, thinking back, that my teacher was obviously Christian. <laughs> I didn't know that then. Wow. But she she was very clear. This is a theory. Right. I need you to understand that this is a theory. And I think that really helped me, actually, because right. I still learned all the facts and passed all, like, the exams or whatever. You Like, you yeah. still knew what you needed to know. Mm-hmm. But there was this underlying sense that you don't have to believe this if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a Christian at the time. But I think sort of as I became a Christian it was really nice to think, oh, yeah, it was just a theory. I don't have to dismiss this big fact yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. that I've been taught my whole life. Um, but I suppose teachers, even Christian teachers, maybe don't always feel the freedom to do that. It was probably quite strong of her, really. Um, yeah, and lots of Christians actually believe in evolution, don't they? Yeah, lots of Christians so. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you don't really have a different option. I mean, what other theories are there? You know, yeah. there's either well, actually, God yeah. Yeah, go on. or or there is there is evolution theory. I yeah. mean, yeah, yeah. Like, and people need this sort of uh, feeling of like we have got it. You know, you need you need to at least pat yourself on the back, back and say we figured it out. Because I mean, you need to have something that's like remotely logical or something for your brain, you know, to accept it. <laughs> and they always present it in a way that it sounds uh, logical mm. or, uh, you know, that it makes sort of sense. And um, I was just reading this uh, article a long time ago about this evolution theory, um, you know, from um, from an atheist, obviously, yeah. trying to just prove, you know, it. like how can it be that there is no actual single piece of evidence for evolution yeah and his answer was well it's not so much as having like uh you know a single evidence but it's just taking all of the different um you know moves in the science all the different things we know about all the studies we've done about the planet and you know uh biology and all the different sort of science streams and then you come to a sort of uh, unified conclusion, and I mean that is the that is the um, that is the best answer they have actually. Yeah. Mm. That is the best answer they have, and because they need to believe something, so they just bite it as as a fact and yeah. and swallow it, and then start to teach it. Because what else are you gonna teach if if you if you're not willing to teach uh, God, yeah, and creation and all that? That's mm. right. I mean, just um, going back to something Keener said then. I mean, you were saying, what other options is there? And she said, yeah. the Bible. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, as someone who teaches the Bible, I, I, I find this with Christians all the time, you know, that actually there's, the alternative is is actually the Bible. Yeah. Mm. There is, there mm. is a, a story about how the world began. Mm-hmm. There is uh, what yeah. God said about how the world began in the Bible. And again, that's a choice to either believe it or not. And what I find is, you know, when we do our Bible school, the first night, I always say this to people, look, there's two ways to read the Bible. One is you can keep your secular scientific glasses on that have been put on you your whole life through living in the West and through, you know, Western education and this bedrock of so-called bedrock of science and so on. Keep those glasses on and then read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, what you're doing is you, you're trying to make the Bible match up to science. You're trying to prove the Bible with your science glasses. Science is at the top. 
and you're trying to figure out how the Bible can make sense and and be seriously logical and modern and how it will work and how, and obviously you never truly get there so even if you even if you know Jesus has saved you you know you know that your sins are forgiven your life's been transformed you still really struggle with early genesis mm-hmm. and the reason is you've still got your glasses on your scientific worldview, Western glasses. And if you take them off, if you dare do it, and honestly, not many Christians can or dare, you take that off. What I suggest is you take that off and you just put your Bible glasses on, right? And then you read science through the Bible. Yeah. So you, 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 you doubt science, not the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. You doubt science and check if that fits with what God has said. And if it doesn't, put it on the back burner, Mm -hmm. seriously doubt it, question the theory, be not too sure about it. Just the way people are with the Bible, and many Christians are with the Bible, it's to do with what glasses you've got on, your worldview actually, Mm -hmm. and how you view the Bible. Is the Bible the word of God? Or, or not, you know, did God speak to Moses on that mountain and did he reveal to him the first five books of the Bible? Did mm. he or not? If you don't believe that, then you don't believe that. Then it, it goes right back to stories and, you know, passed on. And over the years, it all got changed. Whereas that's not actually how Genesis came to us. Genesis came to us through Moses. Through Moses? Hey, that's not that long ago. That God's explanation for the creation of the world is just that. Mm. The choice for Christians, for me, and it might be a bit simplistic and puritanical, I've been, you know, uh, called that before and I'm happy to own it, I am. I am simple and I am a bit puritanical, um, but you wouldn't say that if you saw my my sock drawer. But but the thing is, um, I I, I do just think that, you know, I've come to believe that over Mm -hmm. years and see it myself very clearly, Mm. that the most wonderful Christians struggle to accept early Genesis. Mm -hmm. And actually it's to do with how you view the Bible. There's Mm. something in the way Mm. and it's those science glasses. That's that's what I've found and think. It's interesting. It's a... That was just reminding me of, I remember I had to make a choice, you know. When I was making a decision whether to become a Christian, I was going to this um, this thing called Just Ten and we were yeah. hearing every week about the relevance of the Ten Commandments to today's society. Yeah. And at first I started thinking, you know, I was thinking, this is just whack, you know. I don't get this at all. But then towards the end of that first week, I remember thinking, actually, some of the things that were said made sense it seemed like quite rational you know and I was kind of having this debate in my head about um you know whether it's real or not whether God exists or not you know and um it's funny because there is a point that you get to where you have to just decide I'm going to believe this you know I'm going to believe this I'm going to decide to to just believe this and it means to like die if you like to some of the other things that I used to believe but you just have to decide to believe this and and I struggled with it a little bit when I was you know a Christian for the first few years I always had this little voice inside me like what if it's not true what if it's not true but then 
you know, the more you read the Bible, I've, I've found the more you get convinced that it's actually true, you know. Mm. How can yeah. it not yeah. be true? Yeah. You know, and Genesis is just such a phenomenal book, isn't it? <laughs> such a phenomenal story of how everything started and how human beings ruined it and, you know, all the problems with human beings and how God uses different human beings. It's just it's quite interesting how... Um, yeah. Go for it, Chris. Go for it. Yeah. I just remembered this uh, story as well, uh, you know, about uh, Billy Graham as well, because hmm. he had this um, same sort of moment, didn't he? Yeah. And this really actually moved yeah. me as well, because... Like the, the issue there is that, you know, he must have been going through some of this time where science was like coming up with some new, you know, finds and and saying like, finally, we can prove this part of the Bible or that part of the Bible wrong. And uh, I mean, it definitely was in Christianity as well. I mean, if like this classes you're talking about there, Martin, like if you have them on, like it's it's constant struggle, isn't it? Like, because mm -hmm. um, that's... I mean, half the point of the science is to disprove mm. the Bible, isn't it? Or like, it can seem like that way anyway. But uh, Billy Graham said as well, like, he came to this moment where he needed to make a decision. Um, and I think yeah. it probably was a very significant moment for him because it meant that he didn't lose the power that he had because he believed in the Bible. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. like you say there about the early Genesis, actually, it's not just about the early Genesis, it's about how do you know God mm. and how do you view God. And, yeah. and um, I mean, I was massively moved by that because he would put the Bible down, you know, Lord, if this is your word, yeah. then prove it. And and we know what happened after that and yeah. what yeah. life he lived. Mm. So, yeah, it's like almost makes more sense to do that, even if you yeah. don't have all the answers or understand it scientifically, you know. Yeah. Mm. That's what happened with Lee Strobel, isn't it? He He didn't find all the evidence he wanted he just came to the conclusion look there's enough for me to decide yeah. i'm going to decide now uh, it's it's true there's too much n not to you know just to to disregard it so I, I think if people are looking for evidence that's like total 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 evidence and it's gonna give you all the evidence you need to make a decision then there always comes a point where you've got to actually just decide yeah. It's a yeah. choice at the end of the day, it's you know. It's a step of faith. Yeah, it's a little step of faith, isn't mm. it? It's not a massive step of faith, really. It's a, mm. a little step of faith. It was for me anyway, you know. Um, yeah. Tom, there's a question from you uh, to you from Keener. Jack. From Jack. Sorry, was Keena saying something? Yeah. yeah. Go for it, Keena. Oh, I was just going to say that, that like, it's a step of faith whether you choose like to believe in the like more taught theory which is evolution where you have all this mm. like science articles that are easily available to you and textbooks and stuff mm. but like actually there are christian scientists that are publishing things that support yeah, yeah. the creation story in yeah. genesis yeah. as well yeah. it's just that nobody sees <laughs> unless you go looking for them you're not going to find them yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because they're not in the textbooks <laughs> no. um, yeah and they're in maybe christian journals and things like that but you know it's for me, a smaller step of faith to believe them than to believe evolution. Um, yeah. If you yeah. really start looking at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but people don't realize they're taking a leap of faith because they're told from when they're yeah. tiny that yeah. that's yeah. the truth. That's right. <laughs> and it's not just in school. I mean, 
it really is Jurassic Park, isn't it? Yeah. It's every movie you ever watch. Mm-hmm. You know, Keen yeah. just said there, the serious Christian scientists who have all sorts of evidence to back early Genesis, mm-hmm. but you don't hear about it because no one's going to make a movie about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But sewn into all the movies about whatever it is, aliens, mm-hmm. life on other planets, you know, the word evolving is used in every movie you ever see, you know. Yeah. Humans evolve into superheroes. Humans evolve mm-hmm. into yeah. this, evolve into that. I mean... It's it's absolutely drip fed into yeah. your mind yeah. mm. until you think there's you, you can't think anything else. Yeah. No. You, whereas, um, like Keena said, it's just it, there's there's massive faith if you walk down that route, the science route as well. Yeah, because there's all sorts of unanswered questions. Yeah, and it's interesting how they always want to. I mean, the sci- science always ends up looking for what Jesus will just give you. <laughs> yeah, that's what cracks me up. You know, <laughs> the, the looking for. Eternal life. Yeah. yeah. Will, will we be able to get so good at medicine and regeneration of cells that we can live forever? Well, actually, you can just get it as a gift mm. from Jesus who died mm. for you on the cross. Yeah. Why don't you just humble yourself yeah. and come to God and receive it? Yeah. yeah. Instead of hoping that maybe there is life out there and, and that life can save us. Maybe there's some aliens on planet Zubu. Mm. That are going to come down mm. and br- give us the hidden knowledge yeah. that we their tech is so much greater than ours. Yeah. I mean, it's on every single movie you ever, and it's actually a theory, a mm. scientific theory of light longing for salvation. Mm. If they just get mm. enough knowledge, <laughs> if they just get enough knowledge, we'll be able to save ourselves. Which you know what takes you right back to Genesis one mm. and two and three. Mm. Well, actually, there were two trees in the garden, one knowledge and one life. Mm. And that, that choice is between, is there for everyone all mm. the time. You can either go for the knowledge tree, which has led us to where we are as a human race. I must know. I want to know. Hey, what if you're not meant to know? Mm. Yeah. What if these things are too big for you to know? You can't handle knowing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What happens if we split the atom? Hey, how about not finding out? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, um, and, um, yeah. Or there's the, always the tree of life, mm. which, you know, for, obviously for Christians has become for us the cross of Jesus Christ. You come to Jesus and receive life. Mm. Eternal life is either given to you from God or sought forever mm. through science. Mm. And... Um, yeah, anyway, sorry. Um, yeah, I've got quite a few interesting things here. Um, we're going to go to Jack's question and then come back to what we were saying. Um, Jack's question is directly to Tom, which is... Oh, Jack, I'm going to fail your dissertation if you ask me a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Jack. Go for it, Jack. So it says, hi, Tom. Uh, it didn't say Dr. Tom, so maybe one point off already. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you find yourself getting closer to Jesus through reading Christian literature and writing your own stuff? Is this a pleasurable and spiritual process for you? Or is it quite challenging because it isn't exactly mainstream? Whoa. That was like three questions in one. Very good. He's too intelligent, Jack. But Jack, the main, the main thing that uh, stimulated me to write Christian sociology things was because I saw there was none. You know, I saw that there was hardly any and people weren't reading it and they weren't bothered about it. So that motivated me to start writing it. And um, one, of the, 
one of the interesting things that happened was um, Stuart and I went to this conference a few years ago, 2016. It was the first Christianity and sport conference. You know, you couldn't believe it really. It was the first international Christianity and sport conference. Um, even though there's been like this relationship between religion and sport for over 3,000 years, you know. Um, but we went to that and we were, we were like kind of shocked at how many other people really believe what we believe. And um, so that's why we started writing and we were encouraged by writing. Um, but the main thing that, that motivates me really is wanting people to, to come to faith in Jesus. You know, that's the main thing that motivates me to do anything these days. Mm. Um, I, I don't think just writing things for the sake of it like I used to. <laughs> I've written many things just just to get things published, to be honest with you, just to further my career. But now I can just say to you, Jack, that my sole purpose is for people to come to faith in Jesus. So anything I do now at work or um, or anything I do now at work or in my other parts of my life is solely for that purpose because Jesus is the answer that people are looking for, is the answer that I was looking for. You know, I was lost for 27 years, completely lost, heading nowhere, really, um, until I found this this relationship with Jesus. There's actually the one thing that every person needs, whether they're really intelligent and clever or that they've got, you know, they're not. You know, this is the one thing that every person well, needs. Yeah. Wow. It's so true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, there's Tom. It's interesting he's saying that, you know, he's saying he's he's lost, but he's fantastically, at that point, you were fantastically educated. <laughs> you had a, a, a massive job, brilliant job mm. for someone so young, the top of a university, fantastic career, future ahead of you, yet really had a lot of things going for you that people long for, mm. but you still thought you were lost. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's looking, I mean, at the time you when think I came to faith, I just thought, you know, why is Stu keep inviting me to these things? Why does <laughs> Stuart keep inviting me to want to hear about this Jesus all the time? I don't know about him already. But it's only when you, you actually encounter him for yourself that, you know, you realize mm. there's this like, it, it's like discovering um, there's another life that you should have been li living that you haven't been living. And um, that's certainly what happened for me, you know. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Sometimes people do know that. Mm. They know it deep down, you know. I mean, I was saying to, uh, um, I was getting ready for the, you know, doing some real deep, uh, <laughs> real, real deep, insightful study, getting ready for this podcast. <laughs> I said to Margaret, what does the word science mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Rebecca. And Rebecca said, it's, uh, it's like conscience. Conscience is... Mm you know, with knowledge. Conscience, yeah. I thought, so what conscience means? Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. So you know, really. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. I thought, um, well, I was in this car with this guy. The reason I'm saying this, sorry, little story. I was in this car with this guy once. Um, we were both taking our kids to this football thing. It was a long way away. And he picked me up in his massive, big, black, gorgeous car. Um, and he had an absolutely phenomenal job for the government abroad. You know, he worked in this embassy and... Uh, amazingly interesting life brilliant house i mean i knew his i knew his family he had a lovely lovely wife and kids you know i mean if anyone had made it this guy had you know 
And um, I was sat traveling for a couple of hours, you know, we're going along and he was chatting about this and that. that, And he said, what do you actually do? And I said, good question. (laughs) Uh, No, I said, um, well, actually, I I mean, to be honest, the the main thing I do is just talk to people about Jesus. Talk to people about Jesus in the Bible. And he went quiet. And he he said something that really shocked me. He just went quiet for a bit and he said, I've wasted my life. Wow. Just thought, wow, you know. That's true. And then we had a really good conversation, you know. He's a guy who looks like he's got absolutely everything. And I look like I'm just twiddling my thumbs next to him. And I say one thing Hmm. about Jesus. And he suddenly says, I've wasted my life. Hmm. What does that mean? You know, because... And I'm just relating that to what you've just said there. Yeah. You know, you've got a brilliant career. You've got this, you've got the other. Mm. But like, you know, conscience mm. inside, people know there's something more yeah. and they need something more. Yeah. And some people, when they hear about Jesus, inside them, deep down, they know that's it. Yeah. And they know that they've wasted their life looking in the wrong direction. Yeah. And, you know, no one need do that. You can get hold of Jesus mm. at yeah. any time. Yeah. And you know, and it can be, you know, the missing piece. Yeah. That makes your life different and worthwhile. Yeah. So, um, Chris and Kina, um, you were mentioning, you know, that there is um some other Christian scientists that actually publish things that are, you know, actually backing Christian science. So if people are listening and actually wanting to find out some people who who actually speak and publish some truth about science and Christianity, who should they be looking for and where could they find it? <laughs> um, I'm terrible at remembering names. Um, <laughs> uh, um, I don't have the notebook that the name would be in here, but there's this guy who works at Cambridge University. That's who I was thinking about. Mm. Um, he works alongside this... Oh, you know, the famous atheist that's written this book all to just prove God. Oh, yeah. Richard Dawkins. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, Richard Dawkins. They, anyway, this other guy works at the same university. Don't look at Richard Dawkins. Look at the other <laughs> <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> Whose name I can write on the comments. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. Just I'm at home if you, and can find it. Yeah, if you find it, yeah, just drop it down there. Hmm. Yeah. That Lee Strobel one's a good one, though. Yeah, that book yeah. and that it's film is good. The case for Christ. It's one that I remember anyway, but yeah. that's probably the only one, but it's a cracker. Chris, yeah. do you have anyone who you can add who are like good Christian creationist or who are doing Christian science? Uh, sorry, uh, no, not at the top of my head at uh, this moment. It's because they're both well, sat in the sauna. <laughs> what's, what's this guy called in America, you know, whose uh, son is doing it now, who was very famous at debating all the evolutionists? Um, his name is... Mm, I'll find it out. I'll Google it and post it in there as well. But can, the, I just, can I just say, I think people should read this Francis Collins. He's Francis the, Collins. He's the guy. He's the one who was head of the Human Genome Project. Mm-hmm. And he was the one who's now the head of the National Institutes of Health yeah. in America, you know. And he's written quite a few things on science yeah. and faith. Oh, who's that other guy? That really, really famous one. Is um, it that one? Yeah, Moses. <laughs> <laughs> you could read the Bible he's, he's as the well. Guy. Is that one? Yeah, he's the guy. Yeah. The Bible. Um, there is... Um, I'll show you um, another interesting thing is that... Because um, I guess the point what we're trying to 
what we're getting across here in our conversation is just spreading that little bit of doubt in the bedrock of science and saying look there is something more there as well um there is uh, there is like this interesting thing if if you just google 10 mysteries that science can't explain um and then i'll, I'll just show you this here now um so i'll post this link in the uh, comment section as well so you guys can can find it and figure this out as well and and you know keep track of what we're doing here um but basically there there's this this article you know how science can't explain some of the things and i'd just like to know what you guys think about it so um the first thing is obviously what came before big bang which we already covered but the next thing is um they can't explain how does a bicycle stay upright staying with big themes there (laughs) (laughs) i I just think it's it's um, interesting you know that this is i thought science has all the answers do you know did they know in holland (laughs) they haven't told this to in the netherlands you you find you find like there are so many gaps in science it's unbelievable it gives this impression that you know it knows everything about everything but whenever you watch a david attenborough program about (laughs) nature you know they always say he always says almost every time no one knows why it does this you know there's a whale that Mm. has the i remember watching one about where whales have their babies and then they have them somewhere but no one knows where it is. No one knows where they actually give birth. You know, it's somewhere obviously in the sea, but no one knows where it is. And he almost said, only God knows. But yeah. it's like there's so many gaps, really, but it gives the impression that they know absolutely everything. But I just go back to what I said at the beginning about um, science can really only describe things, can at best describe what has happened already. It's trying to make sense of what's happened. It can never, and it should never, try because it can't answer the why question. You know, why does this happen? Why has this happened? What's the root of it all? It just can't do that without going to God. I mean, even Stephen Hawking has kind of come to that conclusion that there must be uh, some kind of higher intelligence, some design, you know. It's hilarious, isn't it? These so-called intelligent, most intelligent people of the world just figuring out there must be something else yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how very smart yeah, yeah. and he's only got a hgv he figured that out years ago i know praise the lord and uh, yeah. i think uh, one thing to say as well in, in terms of like trying to sort of find you know like some christian scientist uh, proof of something i mean obviously there is some beautiful work done by lots of christians and you know tom mentioned as well a lot of scientists and people who did loads of um, like big discoveries in the history, they were all Christians because they knew God and they knew the purpose for it. They actually, you know, were trying to find God and and help people and all that. Mm. But like, you know, the other route and maybe a little bit what we're discussing here just now is that like you try to find some scientific proof for Christianity or Mm. like, yeah. That is also a bit of a dangerous uh, is, path yeah. because you're still like trying to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, tackle the problem with the same tools. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yes. And I mean, I found that in my own life that you can, you can, you can go that in into that trap. Yeah. That you yeah. sort of end up comparing different proofs or different Christians, you know, sharing different point of view and, yeah. and hoping to make sense of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it can, I mean. Unless God has called you to really like 
<laughs> devote your life to that hmm. or something, you know, uh, scientific, um, yeah. it's actually maybe not that useful, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pro- like Martin said as well, it's, it's actually probably better to sort of do this mm. step of faith yeah. away from it yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and yeah. sort of maybe let go of the need for the knowledge mm-hmm. um, yeah, because absolutely. it gives you this ability to see the Bible and, and, and your own faith a little bit better, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you actually put the need to know back into God's hands and um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not saying that yeah. if you, you're doing some <clears throat> clever scientific thing it's it's wrong but mm-hmm. but like but often this this need to know it, yeah. it can the need it can to hinder know, actually yeah. your relationship mm-hmm. with God because you're looking yeah. for the wrong thing it's interesting and Chris because reason, it's not there yeah awesome. and like the early church Paul in his letters talks a lot about knowledge actually mm-hmm. but he talks about a hidden knowledge Mm. that was hidden from the wise of this world and that they couldn't actually find it. Mm. No, none of the philosophers mm. of the day could find the meaning of life. It was hidden from them. Mm. And uh, the New Testament says over and over again, Paul says many times that this knowledge was revealed in, in Jesus Christ. Yeah, It's funny. So, you know, Chris is saying there, yeah, you let go of the need to know when you do that, you meet, and then you meet the Lord, you start believing the Bible and, and actually walking with God. Mm. Actually, your knowledge increases. Yeah. Your knowledge of the world, your knowledge of people, your knowledge of life, <coughs> your knowledge of the what's and the why's. Yeah. Um, you know, knowing God is yeah. the path to know everything. Yeah. Mm. You're knowing the one who knows everything, who made everything. Yeah. You're seeing creation and the world and animals and creatures and the development of the nations and histories mm. through him. Mm. So you're actually seeing it accurately. Yeah. The problem is when you separate science and faith completely yeah. is that it sounds like, well, I'll have God in one little box but then the real logical stuff, I'll just rely on what I know and what, I've t- what I'm told. Mm. and what It's better to actually get, get hold of God and know the world through him. Yeah. yeah. And g- let your knowledge grow through the Bible yeah. of all things. Yeah. Because, you know, um, there is sense to be made of the world, but it's God's sense ultimately. Yeah. And it, and it truly is hidden from the proud yeah. and, and, the, and the wise in their own eyes. Yeah. And when you, and like Chris said, you know, when you even as Christians, when we're going down that track of you know trying to prove to ourselves or to actually our knowledge, our knowing is still in the driving seat. Yeah. God isn't, yeah. and that's why he said it doesn't. It doesn't actually answer your heart's need. Yeah, even when you have the most fantastic argument that you think, thank you, I've got it. Mm. You, it won't give you peace no. because this knowledge that you really need is hidden. Yeah. in Jesus yeah. and it's revealed to the humble who realize they just need God to yeah. show them what life's about mm. and what's so bad about that. I know. And if we're meant to know stuff, God will reveal it to us. And if we're not, he won't. And either way, we're fine with it because we know him anyway. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. It's, well, it's this yeah. thing about man being God, you see, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Actually, you were, the worship of science is the worship of man. Yeah. Mm. yeah it it's is. the worship of self. Yeah. Believing we can save ourselves, let's run the universe without the God who made it. Mm. Let's do it ourselves, mm. which is right back to the garden. It's true. Yeah. I mean, there's like on that article. Our back garden. Then the next <laughs> like thing about it is is 
I just found it interesting about quantum weirdness and quantum science. You know, it's just basically um, just about these particles that are smaller than atoms inside there, you know, electrons, and they call the thing sub-atom particles or sub... Basically, what these particles can do is they can disappear and appear and be in two places at once. Sounds like my wife. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is what, like, the the smallest part of our science is based on. You know, if, if we go look at our science, you know, which is like, okay, you know, gravity and gravity is moving these objects and we go to, you know, chemicals and you find these molecules and atoms and then the smallest part of the atoms, we have zero idea what they do and they don't actually, none of the other laws affect them. None of the, anything, nothing happens. They can be in two places at once, which is like, uh, we can't explain that, you know. To me, that's like, uh, hello, like this is God holding everything together. Yeah. If, if you can't see that, I don't know, to me, that's like just mm. plain obvious mm. thing that everything in the science is just held together with, with God. Yeah. Yeah. And they have these big words like quantum, don't they? <laughs> like they, just have the, Do you remember I, I think that's the next burger I'm going to go for. Isn't quantum I've the, the guy macro from burger? Now I'm going for the quantum burger. Quantum <laughs> burger. <laughs> just come out of McDonald's. <laughs> Christina, so it's, it's this thing where, yeah, yeah. Sorry, it's just like um, it's this thing where there's always sort of more, you know, for the scientists as well, and um, and that's that's what they sort of need, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we don't actually know about the quantum physics yet, so we keep looking at that <laughs> yeah. before we turn to God. Yeah. Um. So. Well, then, and the, I don't know about everybody, but it doesn't lead to probably a particularly joy-filled life no, to no. constantly be looking for an answer. I mean, yeah. just a little personal story, but I mean, I didn't study physics for very long. I studied physics in high school, but even at that level, I mm. remember like sitting in these lessons and thinking like, mm. okay, yeah, that's really cool. The world mm. is really big and yeah. it's made out of all these tiny, tiny, tiny particles. And there's these like big contradictions, mm. but it was just depressing. <laughs> Like yeah. great. So what does that tell me about me? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you turn to God actually to get these answers, then yeah. you also get joy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um knowledge puffs up. Love builds, love builds up. up. Yeah. There is um Chris Huggins found out the Yo. guy who I meant. Chris Huggins is uh, saying that it was a uh, Ken Hovind who is a famous uh, uh, do you know that no. that guy Ken <laughs> oh, Ken Hovind is like this famous Christian creationist uh, in America okay. um, and I think his son now but they they massively teach about the Christian side of the science blah 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 mm -hmm. if you want to find some interesting things and how they di disprove the evolution theory yeah, yeah. there is a um Oh, there's a psychologist as well, Kina, but you might know. There's a psychologist who writes about Christianity and psychology, but I can't remember his name now. He's like mm -hmm. a, at the moment, he's quite a well-known author, but so well-known, I can't remember his name. He's a real humble guy. He doesn't put his name on the book. <laughs> 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 uh, there's a question from Allery. Allery! Yo, yo, yo. Brother! <laughs> Allery says, hi, bros. Yo, In yo. the school, the teachers of physics left me with awe and wonder, but biology felt like rubbish propaganda. 
Ali, I think this is meant... I'd like to apologise right now for Lowry. <laughs> when an Estonian tries to do an Estonian accent... <laughs> I mean, I don't know what that is. I thought that was Pakistani. <laughs> Pakistani Welsh. Wait, I'm not done yet. What do you think is there a line between propaganda and through science? <laughs> Sorry. Allery constantly gets mixed up in our church with Lowry. So, you know, we take it both, Allery. Say it again in English. So, hi, bros. In the school, the teachers of physics left me with awe and wonder, but biology left like rubbish propaganda, felt like rubbish propaganda. Mm-hmm. What do you think is there a line between propaganda and true science? Wow. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, true science, really. I mean, in history, science was always, it was in the, it was in the monasteries. Universities began around monasteries it and and the disco- you know finding out new things about um the world and plants and was something that break, brought great glory to god mm. it was so connected to god that any understanding of human life and the world and creation and nature was was always connected to bringing glory to god mm. when it is it brings great wonder there's loads of things we don't know and the mysteries of God's world that he, he reveals and, le- and leaves that, that personally to me, that's real science. Mm-hmm. That's real knowing. And, um, can you be taught some of that? Of course you can. I mean, in the Bible, Solomon, yeah. Solomon was a phenomenal teacher of, he didn't just teach, uh, wisdom, proverbs and wisdom to people. He taught, yeah. he was a famous lecturer mm-hmm. who taught about all the animals mm-hmm. and birds and plants it was a wisdom that God had given him, yeah. revealed to him. Now, is the people like that who God has gifted? Of course there is. Of course there is. It's a tragedy when they don't acknowledge God. And then it becomes dark, mm. dark knowledge. Yeah. Because it's, it's, there's a missing piece. Yeah. So the, it's like having the, the main bit of the equation missing. Mm. So how can it possibly be true? It isn't. And when they know it's not true, or, you know, in their conscience, they know it's not true, then it is propaganda. Mm. They're just pushing something they want you to believe, like the evolution thing in school. Mm. It's safer for them to believe that they're, 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 out, they're in deep water and the, the, the feet can't touch the bottom when they teach something else, so they don't teach it. Mm. They just teach what is easy and what is in front of them. And often, you know, that is what, at that level, that's what they are teaching. They're just filling the day in. But the fact is... Uh, there is a difference. Uh, there is a line between true true science and propaganda. And to me, it's that. Mm. True science mm. must bring glory to God. Yeah. Everything begins <clears throat> and ends with him. Mm. It's all through him mm. and for him. That's what the New Testament says. Mm. When it's connected to God, then it's absolutely awe-inspiring and amazing. Yeah. I mean, when Louis Giglio talks about the planets mm. that we didn't know were there till the Hubble telescope saw them, it's it's glorious to listen to him mm-hmm. because he relates it to the Bible yeah. and shows you that these things we're just discovering were written about in Job and in Genesis and in the Psalms before they ever, you know, the world being round before we ever knew it. It was in the Bible and yeah. all these creatures and so on and so on. But um, so, yeah, I mean, when it relates to God, it brings glory to God. To me, that's true science and you can enjoy it. But the human mind has to be humbled to receive that true wisdom and knowledge from God. Mm. If it isn't, you're in the dark. 
Mm-hmm. You're groping in the dark, like like the you know the old story of you know in the dark in a dark room with an elephant. But enough about me. No, <laughs> and you're all feeling different. <laughs> Where's he going with it? Yellow, you know, uh, I will leave this because I think my quantum <laughs> physics has just hit one of my neutrons. <laughs> hit one of my <laughs> neutrons. <laughs> I, I, I'm going for a macro <laughs> burger. <laughs> I'm just going to take another bite of this macro burger. <laughs> Dino burger. <laughs> anyway, Alvy, I really miss you, brother. <laughs> uh, but isn't it interesting that in, um, in you know, Levitic, uh, Leviticus and in the Bible, you know, when the... When the uh, in the desert, you know, when Moses gave loads of the laws to the people, a lot of it. Um, now our scientists have found that was like absolute amazing medical advice. For example, that weren't discovered until later yeah. that this was good. <clears throat> for example, running water, washing yeah. your hands under quarantining. Water. You know, when yeah. when you're out and giving birth and how all that works. You know, oh, it's yeah. like all come from God. <clears throat> yeah. And it just doesn't yeah. surprise me in the slightest, to be honest, that the Bible, you know, yet again, is is just over everything, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, God is over everything, and his word that he's given to us, to govern us, is just above everything, above science, above everything we've ever, mm. our mums or dads have ever told us since we were little, and, oh, I've always believed this, or my dad always said that. It's, yeah. like, it's like Martin said, you've got to get rid of those glasses. Mm. And then it's there, and it's not surprising when you, to me, that kind of thing at all. Mm. Um, it's just awesome, isn't it? <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah. We've got to hum- we've got to humble our minds and have yeah. the Bible totally above our head. Yeah, and um, yeah. Um, have know. advances in science helped show that the Bible is not true? No, no. Well, the- <laughs> we don't believe Keener, it. Do you, want to, do you want to go for this? I mean, the obvious. <laughs> yeah, it, it, they haven't. How can they? I mean, you know the the people who. Uh, the only sciences that would attack the Bible are like archaeology and textual criticism. And in both of those areas, the Bible's proven over and over again to be accurate. So real science can't actually do it. Mm. Kina, do you have anything to say? No, it's just like, same as they were saying, I guess. But I mean, and the interesting thing is even like historically looking at the Bible, historians use the Bible to help decide when other things in history happened yeah. because it's just so accurate. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like non-believing historians use the Bible as a, as a measure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also true that, I mean, Bible has been sort of under the same, you know, criticism or in the same position the whole time. Mm. It's not suddenly new that scientists are coming out saying something, uh, you know, no. It's like Billy Graham, it was the same. I mean, mm-hmm. and before that, and before that, and before that, and for now as well. It's like, it's never been actually about the case that now there is a new scientific X, you know, discovery. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-hmm. It's just about there always is going to be <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. the struggle. And, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a, I think it's quite a, a new thing. The atheist science scientists, you know, like Richard Dawkins, Really attacking, um, really faith. aggressive atheism. Yeah, really aggressive mm. atheism. You know, attacking, but it never attacks. You know, the cornerstone of it all never attacks the resurrection of of Jesus. You know, the God delusion never ever. Does it's it interesting. It. Someone literally sent that question across. Right? That what do you think about the God delusion by Richard Dawkins? 
Yeah, I think it's a, an interesting book, but it's got a massive big hole in it because he never ever attacks the resurrection because he knows that other scientists and every historian would just laugh at him because mm. You, mm. there's so much evidence for it, mm. you know. And even mm. you know, even even medically, there is yeah. the fact that you know they didn't know at that time that a flow of blood and water meant someone was dead. You know, they didn't know that, mm. but it explains that clearly in the Bible, showing that, you know, and that's enough for scientists to think, oh, actually, he was really dead. You know, he yeah. did really die because one, one of the theories was that Jesus had never really died on the cross, you know. That yeah. was one of the theories used to disprove the resurrection, you know. Mm. But, um, and there's, I think, uh, I think Nicky Gumbel's written a good response to the God delusion, which is worth people reading, mm. you know. Mm. So, and my personal opinion of the God delusion is it's just a guy trying to disprove something that he can't disprove, <laughs> you know. And it reminds me a bit of Anthony Flew, you know, spent so long, so much of his career, so many years, decades, trying to, like, disprove faith. He's like an atheist, rationalist scientist, you know, philosopher, but in the end, he just came to the conclusion there must be a God, you know. Mm. And most people who've looked into it have actually discovered, oh, yeah, there must be a God. This story about Jesus must be true if they really study it properly because mm. the evidence is overwhelming, you know. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, there'll always be that step of faith as well, won't there? There's always things that you just can't explain i mean even you know like in the bible look at jesus you know he walked on the water what are you ever going to do with that if you don't just simply yeah. believe it yeah. yeah you know moses talking to a burning bush yeah. what, you're not going to be able to figure out you're not meant to just <laughs> believe it you know yeah yeah, yeah. and like things like like jesus and lazarus you know when that story in the gospels you know where mm. uh you know what is it lazarus um the rich man and lazarus isn't it where they're having the conversation. They've, you know, he's died, and they're having the conversation. And he says, "Oh, um, the rich man's in hell, burning." You know, and and he's and he and he looks over to uh, Lazarus, who's you know a believer basically in heaven, and he says, "Oh, please, you know, send someone back to tell my, you know, so that my brothers, you know, will believe, mm. so that my brothers will believe, you know, <clears throat> um, my five brothers, you know, let me go back. I'll send someone back to tell them, you know." send me back or whatever, can't remember exactly, but they'll believe basically if they see someone rise from the dead. If they see someone rise from the dead, then they'll believe. When they, you know, Lazarus says to him, um, they, well, you know, no, they, they won't believe, you know. If they didn't believe, you know, Moses and the prophets, I think, or something like that, basically, if he doesn't believe the word of God and the yeah. preachers of the word of God, they're not going to believe even if someone rises from the yeah. dead. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, there's always going to be that step of faith. There's always going to be that stuff that you can't logically explain. You've just got to yeah. absolutely believe it, you know, with your heart. It's a choice, isn't it? What it you is. believe. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute choice, yeah. 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 So there'll always be it that. It is, yeah, because you, you can really clearly see that, you know, science uh, without God, it is really actually trying to fill the need for God yeah. in people's yeah. life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know, all of the advancement of technology and I mean, obviously, it's done the world a lot of good, but it's also done the world a lot of bad. Yeah, yeah that's mm. true. You just can't get away from it. 
and the, and the worship of it, hmm. like yeah, like trying to do to actually feel the need and the place for God in your lives. Mm-hmm. I was really moved by this scripture, actually, you know, where it says, uh, one of the, Jeremiah, I think it was like saying, you know, these guys, they take the wood and they make uh, idols out of them yeah. and craft them and make them really beautiful, cover them with silver and gold and, and carry them around because <laughs> they don't have legs to walk. They don't have mouths to actually speak, you know. So... Yeah. But you and then take the same wood and then you go and make a fire to cook yourself food. Yeah. But like just this bit that, like, you are in such a desperate need to create something for yourself mm-hmm. that yeah. would you know either keep you comfort on, or, or serve you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, all of these uh, these gadgets and things to 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 serve you. Actually, you mm-hmm. you you know it's almost like. Um, trying to put yourself in uh, in God's position as well. Mm. Somebody, <laughs> create yourself something that serves you. Mm. But it's never actually going to be um, like that because you are serving them, you know. Yeah. Mm. You are serving titles. You you always will be carried, carrying them around. Mm. You will always be spending money to get them. You know, you always be worshipping them, yeah. covering them with cold and, you know, spending yeah. time mm-hmm. and um, always wanting the next and the better and I think in the technology. And that's like, that's part of this sort of dark side of science, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, that just leads people to bondage um, and, you know, in dark places anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, you know, our microwave is really great, but it's just not God. it's improved my life massively it does the porridge much better but it's just not god (laughs) yeah but then what about the space explorations and the thoughts of going to mars and all that because i don't know it's all the same thing isn't it yeah because Mm. there is actually a fear in people you know a lot of this this need to know comes out of fear yeah. yeah, that's the really powerful drive behind it. Yeah, because we don't. Ha- if you don't have God, you don't have answers to things like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. what's gonna happen to the world? You know. Yeah, what's gonna happen with people, civilization? Mm-hmm. Like somebody mentioned earlier, like the whole search in the medical world is like, yeah. if we can get rid of people dying, I mean yeah. that would be great, wouldn't it? We can it? beat death. Because yeah. what would happen if we die? I mean, everybody's afraid of it on some level, you know. Yeah. yeah. And and it's such a strong force. So yeah, let's build rockets and, and escape mm. and you know, do whatever we can. Yeah. Yeah. To uh, yeah. To not have to face <laughs> the facts. Gandhi was saying as well, actually make a choice. Yeah. Yeah, true. It's just a little and bit I- yeah, go on, Kina. No, I was just thinking, like, people who, like what Chris was saying, you know, it's out of fear that we're trying to grab all this other knowledge or Mm. try to explain something or try to find a different planet or whatever it is. But, like, it's also out of fear that you get these real, like, aggressive atheists who want to attack Christianity because Mm. the, like, message of Christianity actually pulls at your heart and it forces you to make a decision and that's scary for people yeah um 
because either you're making a decision, yes, this is true, or you're making a decision, no, it's not. You can't kind of sit with it and not decide. Because, you know, you never hear of anyone massively attacking Hinduism or Buddhism or Mm, because it doesn't matter they're just saying oh we're all one and love and whatever like yeah yeah it it doesn't challenge your heart actually you can just dismiss it if you want um but you can't with christianity Mm -hmm. because it's true isn't it and therefore you have to make a decision interesting our good friend jack here has a question to kina um and he says is there a positive relationship between the christian faith and happiness and life meaning in psychology. Is there a positive relationship between the Christian faith, happiness, and life meaning, meaning of life? I mean, um, <laughs> there could be a very academic answer to that and a not yeah. academic answer. <laughs> I suppose the academic <laughs> answer is a bit complicated, but I mean, definitely there's, there's people who research that and there's a lot of articles that would like psychologists claiming that um, people who have faith um, will experience a deeper meaning in, in, in life mm. and happiness. Um, but I suppose the more sort of, and that you could look into, there's lots out there, just mm. search it. Mm. An intelligent question like that, you'll know how to search it. Um, mm. But a less academic answer and sort of spiritual answer, I suppose is, you know, and anyone who's a Christian will tell you this. <laughs> yeah. There's a joy in Christianity that you just can't find anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's not comparable to other religions either. Um, it, it, it's very accepted in psychology to talk about yoga and meditation and all that type of stuff. It's, it's much less acceptable to say to one of your clients, for example, oh, I think you should read the Bible. That would really help with this issue. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's less acceptable because it almost is more true. Mm. Um, Wheaton College uh, in America publishes loads of Christian mm. psychology stuff um, mm. that looks into that bit because in, in America it's just more acceptable yeah. um, than in England. Um, but definitely, I would say that there is a very strong link between those things. Uh, Chris and Keenan, would you just pray for us? Um, we've actually been talking for an hour and a half now, believe it or not, and uh, we could keep talking about a lot of different things. But Chris and Keenan, would you just pray for us and everyone who's listening, and um, you know, people maybe who are struggling with and struggling with the, you know, torn meant inside of science and Christianity, and maybe there's whatever is going on within themselves. Mm. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for the opportunity to just, uh, you know, have this chance to come back to you and and, and put all our faith in you again and mm. really seek you, first of all. And Lord, I pray for everybody who's listening and um, uh, us here as well, Lord. We just pray that we would have strong faith in you. Mm. Thank you that you are the author of our faith. You give us everything mm. we need. You're the only answer for joy, for happiness, for peace, Lord, mm. for actually fulfilled life. And let's just pray, Lord, that, um, you know, you would give us those things. We come and seek those. Everybody who's listening, we just want to come and seek for you and, and your kingdom mm. and the stuff that you can give us. Nobody else can. And um, Lord, I pray for everybody who's, uh, you know, 
struggling with their belief or trying to find answers or maybe confused or feeling frust- frustrated with these this questions and this topic, Lord. I just pray, you know, Lord, you are the answer. You, the person who we can have a relationship with, is the answer, Lord. I just pray that people, you would help people to look to you. Mm. And uh, Holy Spirit, you pray as well. You know, you are the spirit of truth and and you can help us see more clearly everything life and Jesus and God and everything, Lord. So be with us, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Fill us and help us. Yeah, thank you, Lord. I just pray for everyone who's been listening today that you'll show them who you are. You know, if you say that whoever seeks will find. I just pray that everyone will find you, Lord, and mm. we'll be able to take these science classes off that the world gives us and, and see you for who you are and see your Bible for, for what it really is. Mm. Um, and I just pray that you'll guide people through that, Lord, help them humble themselves and let go of the knowledge of the world. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 So thank you, everyone who's listening. Bless you all. Tom, thank you very much for being here with us. And yeah. Chris and Kina, um, thank you for the doctors who've given us all the knowledge in there. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so everyone, um, we're going to be back here next week and Sunday morning. If you're listening to this, obviously, uh, there's church. So see you then. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Good night. Good night. Bye. Good night. Good night. Good night.